about. Um, so yeah, you're gonna re. So you're, are you thinking about maybe doing like a rebrand stuff for for your? Oh, okay. Not even like a rebrand, just like a, just you know. So we, I mean, look, I opened originally it was CrossFit Santa Clara in 2008. We mm -hmm. rebranded to NorCal CrossFit a couple years later, and then mm -hmm. NC Fit 2016. So for the last six years, we've had the same brand, but we've gone through evolution, you know, over the last 15 yeah. years as a business. And so now I feel like we're at a really pivotal inflection point where, you know, coming out of COVID, like it was rough, you know, especially in the brick and mortar, because like the gym I'm in right now, it's really expensive. And uh, we were shut down here for a year. And, and so coming out of COVID, I think we learned a lot about ourselves, about the business. And then, um, I think CrossFit's actually at a really good spot right now to kind of grow. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're just looking to, we're just, we're looking to tight. We, we have everything tightened up. We have the right team. We have the right products. We have right everything. We just need a brand better and, mm -hmm. uh, and create better content. Mm -hmm. um, is there something that you, specifically about YouTube where you're like, yeah, that's where I want that's There's a reason why I want to double down on that platform. I like YouTube because, and I like podcasts because of long form, you know, when you and I are having Same. a conversation right now, it's one thing to go on Instagram and put up some like, you know, what performs well on Instagram is like clickbait ish, uh, seven seconds. <laughs> like it's that kind of stuff. Right. Which, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you got to play the game and you got to be a part of that. But mm -hmm. for me, I love the long form because I feel like I could really educate and share some of the things that I've learned over the last 15 years, not only in business, but also just like, you know, I've met with some of the best coaches in the world to try and win the CrossFit Games, and I'd love to be able to share that. And I think long form is the best way to do that because it gives context and clarity versus like just like a little, you know, yeah, sound. Mm -hmm. I hundred percent agree. And uh, just full confession, uh, like a lot of the like the meme stuff and the short clips, I'm kind, I'm like getting, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of doing that stuff. <laughs> so like the. <laughs> You went on a run with those, uh, like the DJ banger, and then oh, dude, oh, yeah. dude, those are the facts that I got such a good kick out of that. I love that stuff, dude. Uh, I mean, I love it. There's like there's so much stuff I love about it, but I think uh, I, I, I kind of what you're saying. I want to expand a little bit more. I want to do more. I I, I think I'm. I, I shouldn't. I mean, I may have said it bad. I, I shouldn't say I'm like getting tired of it. It's more like I'm more interested currently right now in the long form stuff, in the like podcasts. Almost exactly what you're saying longer video stuff. I, I, I'm, that stuff's more interesting to me right now at the moment. I think it's, I think it's better too, yeah. just for, yeah, because like how much are you going to learn about somebody in a, in it, a it's a fine line, right? It, it, yeah. It's a fine line and we have a long way to go for us mm -hmm. at our business. You know, I think that, um, you know, like I said, last couple of years, we've been trying to play catch up and just, you know, keep the boat afloat while we're going through COVID. Yep. But now that we're through that, you know, it's time for us to really figure out like, what are we about? What is our brand message? And we want to, you know, meet people where they're at. So if they're on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, we want to meet them there. We have our podcast and I've been doing it for a really long time and I love it. Um, mm -hmm. But we also need to do better about, oh, you're pulling it up uh, on the screen. Yep, uh, yep. What the hell just happened? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we also have, you know, YouTube and these different things. So we, uh, the, at the end of the day, uh, the long form is nice because we can have nice, solid, in-depth conversations and ultimately try and add value for people. Um, I think you can get value through Instagram and TikTok, but I think you can get a lot of value through longer format. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Yeah, and uh, that was like one of my one of my uh, compliments I was going to pay you was I I love your guys' branding, man. I think your marketing is like amazing. I love the I love the style, and yeah, I think you guys have found at least I feel like you found like this this uh, this tone that you have. It's like I know it's your stuff without even like seeing nc fit yet like i can just tell by like the imagery and like kind of the layout and stuff and um i love your app too i I'm, i hop on that sucker every every now and then i hop on i usually go train but their your app is beautiful as f dude beautiful oh, app man. dude you know, but then it's so funny because like you say something like that and like obviously i'm really appreciative but then i see a lot of opportunities like for example if you go back to that that was our um our front desk at Mountain View was one of the pictures you just had up. We went through a branding adjustment the last like maybe, I don't know, six months where you see that right there. So that one mm -hmm. was the see with the, and it actually has the California logo. Uh, oh, we, ran, we ran into some troubles long-term. Uh, we, we pivoted to more of a text base. So that's like the one that I have mm -hmm. behind me or even the yeah. one that's on the top left of the website. And oh, so yeah. it's just like that. It's just refining. Yeah. We're definitely mm -hmm. starting with the wood walls. We're definitely still going to go with that. But, you know, I think ultimately the lessons we learned is that when I first got into CrossFit, like we were 
hardcore CrossFit, you know, and, and the loudest music, the most aggressive, like you name it, we were just after it. And ultimately we try to become a little bit more refined, a little bit more refined for a few, a few reasons. And I, I want to pull it back like 10%. I think that we got a little bit too refined. I'm just going to translate back on a little bit too polished. And now it's time to just pull it back just a little bit. All good. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's a, uh, I love, I love hearing your insight on that. Um, yeah. Here, I'm at the, the office, you're good, dude. this is good. I like it. It's like a little, uh, it's like an interview slash walkthrough. I'm down. So this I'm is our part. office at the top of the building. And then I'll show you, nice. this is the, this <laughs> is the gym. This is one of the, that's one of the uh, sides. Cool. And, we have, mm -hmm. and then we have another side that mm -hmm. we, um, so we have two sides, this location. It's, yeah, it's good. I've been, I've been, it's been a long time. I don't even know if you still have the gym there, but you're, I think it's your original NorCal gym where like you walk in and it's like, you go down a long hallway and there's like a, like a, I think it was a wrestling room, like maybe like a, like a boxing room. And at the very end of the hall was like the big open, like CrossFit kind of area. Is that Dude, still? No, no, that was our Saratoga Avenue. That one um, is actually being torn down like the whole complex. Oh, but man, yeah, okay. great. Uh, we, we used to have all the different racquetball courts there and we used to have That's different, right. you know, at one point, I don't know if you remember this, we had indoor diving, which was pretty cool. So we had, so there was like a, a local nonprofit called Santa Clara diving and they were like, like swim, like the, like pool diving, but yeah. during like the winter and stuff, they didn't have access to a pool. And so they utilized our space because it had high ceilings. And so dude, they set up a diving board and like, Holy they would, they would do it like in the foam. It was gnarly. It was, it was super amazing. fun. That was that was a huge. I remember walking. I was like, uh, "This place is humongous." <laughs> it's like such a huge. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, that was uh, that was like back in the day. How long has it been since you have not been in there? That one was Surtur Avenue. That was probably like we probably haven't been in there in about four years. Um, oh, and it's taken them that long to kind of like now. Just now, they're about to turn to uh, tear it down. Um, I know you, uh, you were just in Africa and I know just, I've, uh, yep. And I know you had a safari. How, uh, just, I, I know you, I think you also covered it on your podcast too, but I, if you don't mind, like, I, I would love to know about that stuff. I love that stuff, dude. I love like, yeah. I've never been on a safari. The closest thing I've been on a safari was the San Diego zoo. <laughs> yeah. The San Diego zoo is close. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, now that I've gone on safari, I don't know if I could ever go back to another zoo. It just, it just totally skews your perspective. So you know, look, I mean, nature is uh, the best way to describe it is that nature is unfiltered, brutal and beautiful mm -hmm. at the same time. And it's just brutal. I mean, you talk about getting inspired to like, you know, how it relates to like everyday humans. And it's like if you're not tough and if you're not, you know, if you're hurt, you're in trouble. If you're mm -hmm. if you're not, tough, you're going to get eaten. And yeah. It, I mean, we saw everything you can imagine from every animal to every kill to every, maybe not every kill, but we saw a lot of, we saw a lot of lions eating zebras and we saw, you know, some cheetahs taking down some stuff. We saw a leopard taking down a, like a gazelle. Holy I mean, moly. It, it was really, really cool. It was also a cool experience for the, for the whoa. it was also a really cool experience for the kids to be a part of because when they're there, you know, now here they are at like what um eight and eleven and they got to yeah. see again. Yeah. But one, yeah. one thing that did surprise me about Africa, which I wasn't aware of, was just how close you can get to the animals. So, you know, when you're at the zoo, there's like this fence up and you know, yeah. it gets so intimidating. Here, I mean, these animals I, they get used to the ch I, it's just it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I could send you a video. Um yeah of just how close, like just how close you get to these animals. Like I'm so talking you, like, were, like five feet. <laughs> and you were cool? Like you were like, I feel no, good, I'm not, I, scared. I'm not scared, okay. I wasn't cool, I wasn't cool. <laughs> I, you know, out of, out of the whole family, I was probably the least cool. And <laughs> it's, awesome. it's because you're in like these Jeeps, right? And they're, they're cool. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Are, it wasn't like, so what happens is you're in the safari, you're in the middle of nowhere and you find like, let's just say a pack of lions and you'll go and you'll go drive up next to them. And for the most part, they're like laying down, chilling. It didn't really bother me that much. It's right. when one of them would get up a little bit and you'd be like, dude, if this guy wants to get me, like I am just screwed because there was nothing between you and the animal. You're like six feet away from it. 
the driver, they don't carry weapons. And even if they did, I don't think they can get them out fast enough. And yeah. they turn the car off. So like, like you got to turn the car on, put it in the gear and then get out of it. It, it just, yeah. <laughs> okay. This, that's where I'm like, Hey dude, you don't, we can stop. But uh, is there a reason why you're turning the car off my man? Like, yeah. Let's right. leave. A, well, let's leave. Let's leave it on. I'll send yeah. you a video of yeah. my daughter. Uh, like she's like five feet away from this cheetah, just eating this uh, this animal, and just really puts into perspective just yeah. how close. I just sent it to you over Instagram. Okay, um, oh, sweet. It's crazy. And uh, uh, and uh, mom, uh, Mrs. Kleepa was cool. She was just like cool. She's like, I like this. This is <laughs> yeah. You know, she's she's. I mean, Ashley's down for whatever. But yeah. you know, basically, what they said is that they they see the animal. They see the truck as like one animal. So you, you, the only real rule was don't be obnoxiously loud and okay. don't get out of the vehicle. Like it was very, okay. very. And I think what happens is these animals are used to like the diesel sound and they're used to mm. these vehicles. But mm. as soon as you get out, it no longer looks like one item to them. So like imagine you're going from like being an elephant right. as an example yeah. to a threat. You, you, and so that was the only kind of rule of thumb was you're not allowed to get out or, or, and, and make any loud noises. Were there like other couples or, you know, people on the safari with you? And did any of those people do anything dumb or you're like, Hey, uh, jumping Jones, you better get your little fanny back over here. And start, yeah. start poking the bear. Dude. Well, we, thought, we, we heard some stories of people, but because it was uh, seven of us, my, okay. the reason why I went to Africa was my father-in-law has two trips that he wanted to do on his bucket list. Nice. The first one was a safari, which we just did, which was great. It was my in-laws and my family. And then the second one is he wants Crossing to go games. to oh, Well, <laughs> yeah, he wants to go to space. And so oh, shit. he signed up like seven years ago with Richard Branson to go, yeah. uh, go be an astronaut. So we'll see when that happens. But those are That's his awesome. two goals. Right? I got to go with him on the first one. I don't think I'm going on the next one. <laughs> Not not a big space travel dude, huh? No, I'm good. It's kind of crazy, dude. Where like I, when I hear like uh, Elon Musk and people talk about, it, they're like, "Yeah, in a couple of years, we'll just like buy a ticket, and go cruise around space." You're like, uh, "Let's uh, chill out there, buddy." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we were running the numbers. We were talking about the space, and like I was like, "Oh, you know, Jeff, you know, that's his name." I was like, "Oh, yeah. you know, it sounds pretty safe." He's like, "Dude, it's just the problem with it is, is that they just haven't had many many flights. Yeah. So if you have a hundred flights and you've had." Three of them blow up or whatever. Like, it's not ideal, you know. No, not, no it is not. <laughs> I'd be, oh man, like that. Like in in theory, yeah, I would love to go in space, but I know I'd be effing so scared, dude. I'd be super yeah. scared. You start feeling like that rocket, you're like, oh Jesus, okay, my life's over. Um, a humble brag for you. You're a jujitsu purple belt. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully getting ready by the end of the year to get the brown. Um, oh, hell yeah, dude. So I'm competing uh, next week, um, depending on when this releases or goes up. Oh, but nice. I, I, I compete on Friday next week. And, uh, oh, yeah, probably the it's the biggest tournament for – this is the way a, a buddy of mine just described it, which I think is helpful. It's the biggest tournament for anybody who's not like a professional jiu-jitsu athlete, for anybody who like has like – it's more of a hobby than it is like a professional career. This is the biggest one. And so, yeah, I'm excited about it. There's 30, Hell yeah. there's like 32 people in my bracket. So it'll be a lot of fights. Oh, oh, that's sick. Okay. I'm really um, uneducated about that stuff. So that's cool. So it's like a bracket style. It's like a March Madness kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a March Madness and it's, it's single elimination. So, okay. you know, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's going to be grinding. That's pretty sick, dude. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. wait, I've seen, uh, I've seen the new uh, Karate Kid show. I shouldn't say that. I do know a little bit about the bracket thing now. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, what's the new Karate yeah. Kid show? Shit. It's like one, you know, you fight against the guy and then boom, 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 boom. Yeah. A bunch of that's pretty cool, dude. And the next bracket, next bracket, next bracket. Yeah. That's nice. And that's just, you said this is this weekend or Friday? Uh, like a week from now. Oh, a week from now. Okay. Kick out. Hey, best of luck to you, buddy. I'm pulling for you. You're, uh, you're probably the person I'm wanting to win the most out of everybody that's going. Just to, oh so, well, you know, thank you because yeah, you're the only cool. one, I'm the one that you know. So, um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you know the jujitsu thing. You know, for anybody who's interested in getting involved in that, I think from a CrossFit background into jujitsu, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, like marriage. Very symbiotic. The benefits you get from jujitsu mentally, physically, and the benefits you get from CrossFit mentally, physically. I, I think that 
if if people have not been experiencing jiu-jitsu, I think they're they're missing out for sure. Interesting, yeah. I, I can kind of, I mean, I, I I think I can kind of connect the dots with like how CrossFit translates over and helps with like jujitsu. But how how would you describe or how would you help? How would you say like jujitsu helps in your CrossFit training? I know you're starting you're starting to say a little bit like your mental preparation, but yeah, I think the so first off, I think if you like if you want to become like a if I if I were to go back in time, and I wanted to be like the best CrossFit Games athlete. Mm-hmm. ever which i that was my goal for a very long time yeah. i think what i probably should have done more of is regularly play and expose myself to new sports mm-hmm. and i say that just because you you start to specialize in becoming a crossfit er but you mm-hmm. stop doing more dynamic you know range of motions like for example in jiu-jitsu there's a competitor there it's a completely different stimulus because you're reacting to different movement you're being yeah. very dynamic in nature you don't get that in CrossFit. I wonder how that would have prepared me for the camp penalty and tri- uh, uh, camp penalty and obstacle course, or you know, whatever. I, I think that jujitsu provides you a little bit more of that athletic skill set. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The other thing it does is, um, especially up until you get to like probably purple or brown, um, the level of exhaustion is something that you can't really experience unless you experience mm-hmm. it because in CrossFit, you go through a tough workout. Let's just say it's a Fran workout. And it's really hard. Like you're you're super tired. Like you're laying on the floor. You're exhausted. But there's a big difference between that and then having someone who's trying to like choke you and they're right on top of you. So like it's just a different type of suck that I think really benefits. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I've I did a little bit of wrestling like junior high, oh, yeah. early high school. So it's like. I know what you're saying. Like when you're just like tapped out and you're still kind of fighting for your life in a sense, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a whole different, it's a whole different test. Yeah. I, I was talking about that too with some other people too, about like, um, I've said this like a few times now on a few of these recordings, but like the, the thing that cro- a lot of CrossFitters kind of have in mind or, or like share similar is like they, they love, like they, they kind of love the suck. They love oh, yeah. to see how, yeah, they love to see how far, like most people, you know, well, I should say a lot of people will go to CrossFit and like, this is horrible. This is a miserable experience and I want to come back for some more. Then those other people are just like, I'm, ne- I'm never doing that again. This was like the worst day of my life. So it's just interesting that like, there's that, that huge dynamic of like, cause I'm like that too. Like, I want to see how far, I want to see how far I could push, push myself to the limit because if I'm ever in like a real life scenario, I know what I, what I'm capable of doing or handling. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's that side too. I mean, for a decade plus I traveled the world trying to be the best at my sport. And so I met with all these great coaches and, and look, the CrossFit games gave me more than I could ever repay. Right. In Mm -hmm. terms of mental skill sets, physical skill sets, a business, you name it. Right. But, but what I learned is like, I'd be on a plane and someone be like, wow, you look really, you know, like you must be they, they would always talk to me more on like the, oh, are you a UFC fighter? I'd get that all the oh, time. Yeah. And really well, yeah, you got, you got 36 inch biceps, bro. Yeah. I could, I guess uh, <laughs> it always bothered me that, you know, I, I trained so many different modalities yeah. in fitness, but I never trained a combatives modality. Now I had had, before I got into CrossFit, I was, uh, I had exposure to Muay Thai and some jujitsu. So I had some exposure to these things. I just didn't pursue them further because I really got into CrossFit. But it always was kind of like in the back of my mind, like, man, you know, I, I think that with the skill set I want to learn in the future, I, I do want to be able to learn some type of self-defense. And I like the jiu-jitsu because there's constantly something that really challenges me. It's like when I first got into CrossFit, try to learn my first muscle up, my first snatch or my first whatever. I get that same thing through jiu-jitsu pretty often. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Do you, do you think... Would you say like when you were like prime competing days in the CrossFit Games that you were not athletic? Is that a yeah. Weird, is that a, oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I would, that's interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have considered like, I think, I think Rich is very athletic. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Pat Barber was really athletic. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like probably out of all the people I'd ever met, um, he, he was just extremely athletic. Um, and, and so it's like Rich because I think Rich plays a lot of different types of sports um, I think there was other people, obviously, the CrossFit Games that were athletic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, right, um, right, right. Also, other people that were just a little bit more like me, where good with grunt work, good in between the ears, were willing to put in mm-hmm. the work, um, but not necessarily the most athletic. And you'd see that come up in different events. Like, for example, a you know softball throw that came up in 2011. Like, those are examples of athleticism that I just was missing. Yeah, 
right, right, gotcha. Um, and you, you, I, I think I saw one of your posts. You are improving on your softball throw. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting so much better. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I, it's because I play like 30 minutes a day with my son. Um, That's cool. We, we throw uh, like baseball, and oh, so yeah, right man, it's just been compounding. I, I'm I'm a lot better than I was. I still suck, but I'm a lot better. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that's a that's an all timer, dude. That's an all timer for you. Uh, I mean, like super entertaining. Is entertaining as a fan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That was, I think it was like an L sit, a softball yeah. pool, and a weighted pull up. I think was the event. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, in your defense, that was like struggling in that in that event. It was kind of. I was like, holy moly. Like a lot of these guys can't throw girls, two guys and girls. They can't throw yeah. girls. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think that the athleticism piece, I, I mean, I don't look, you make the best decision you can. You know, one of the things that I'm reflecting on as I get older is like everybody has situations that they wish they handle a little bit better, a little bit different, or maybe it's never going to be perfect, but you make the best yeah. decision you can with the information you're given with in, and at that moment. And, you know, for us, the CrossFit Games, like I was doing the best I could with the information I had and my performances were all really good. So, you know, maybe if I had gone out and learned these new skills, like played, you know, flag football or basketball, maybe I would have gotten injured and I wouldn't have been able to compete. So there's always like hindsight's always 2020. Um, but I think in the moment or looking back, I wish I had spent a little bit more time learning some some additional skills. So once I, you know, pivoted out of the sport, that was a really good time for me to uh, get into jiu-jitsu more. Interesting. That's yeah, I think that's really cool. Like actually, I think that's a perfect segue because I'd like to get, hear your thoughts on this year's uh, CrossFit Games. And I've said it, mm -hmm. I've said this a few times too, is where I, it, and this is my take. Maybe I'm reading too deep, and so, but you you tell me what you think. I think uh, Dave for the last like handful of years was trying to find the uh, best like in gym CrossFitter, and yeah. I feel like a lot of a lot of Adrian's uh, programming this year was trying to find more of like the uh, overall kind of everyday life fittest person. Um, do you think that's a fair analogy? Like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Huh. That's because some of the, some of the events, it wasn't so like, you, you know, definitely stayed away from a lot of the traditional gym type of equipment, yeah. you know, more so than like, like the sandbag. You know, I, I think, right. I think ultimately where this goes down to is I think first off the CrossFit Games staff needs to sit down and say, Hey, what do we want the CrossFit Games scope to look like and if they want to test athletes like spur of the moment on like jump rope type stuff dude that's totally cool and that's completely a direction that they could go and but they just need to like that's where we're going like we're going yeah. on a place where we want to test fitness and part of testing fitness is how well can you adapt to something that you've never done before within five minutes and if that's yeah. where you want to go like cool all right got it or i think crossfit games need to say hey we're going to fall within like kind of these parameters, like, you know, mm -hmm. and I think there's pros and cons to both, right? Because yep. uh, the cons of testing these new skills is that, you know, mm -hmm. at times you can make athletes who are world-class not look as world-class, right? And then yep. on the flip side, if you're not testing those things, you might also be missing out on a form of fitness. So I, I think it's a great debate to have. And I think I'm not yep. the right person to have it. I think it has to be Dave and the CrossFit Games group, right? Or yep. Boz. But mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that's something important for the future of the sport is like, where do they want to fall in terms of like, like that broad stroke, you know, like CrossFit's supposed to be, you know, this idea of like this broad general test, but at what point is broad too broad or not broad enough? Mm -hmm. And we're going to need to yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right on. There's like, you can definitely make an argument for both sides of pros and cons and stuff. I know when I first, uh, talking about the the double unders like specifically the crossovers i know when i was first seeing it like in person i was just like this is kind of not cool kind of a little kind of a little hokey but i know like i've heard since i've heard boz on a few um you know podcasts i think i've heard a couple of the like coaches stuff saying that it's well i think adrian said like he didn't think it was gonna be like a big challenge he's right. like i don't know why this is such a big deal um but uh yeah to your point it's like it's yeah i don't know I guess, I guess for me, if I had like a make gut decision, I didn't like it. I think they should have done something else because I don't like, I don't, I don't like throwing that kind of a thing onto the athletes. And then it kind of throws up the, throws off the whole event. And then like, you only, you only did like a fraction of that test really of that whole event that he had programmed because nobody could make it through the freaking double crossovers. So yeah, I, mean, I think there's exceptions, right? I think, like I said, I think that's more of a question for leadership there to say, yeah. what, what is, 
what are the guardrails for the CrossFit Games? And if yeah. there are no guardrails, like let's let it ride. But yeah. if there are guardrails, I think it will help because you want your athletes to look like superstars. That's a for good sure. thing. For you sure, don't yeah. want them to not look like superstars. So when, so and, and then there's like um, areas of gray. Like for example, pegboard. Let's use that as an mm -hmm. example. Yeah. You know, I heard Boz on um, on Savant's podcast say that like he had never really heard of people doing pegboards with their feet until CrossFitters started doing it. It was always like this upper body kind of 90 degree angle arm yeah. bend and you went up. And so that's what was incorporated or, you know, or, or even like those parallel bars. I think that there's, yeah. there within reason that I think the test is pretty cool. Like I thought the parallettes, you know, we actually did that about a decade ago at our gym. And mm -hmm. so it was cool to see that come around. Um, I also thought like uh, the Capitol event was epic. So Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah unbelievable. I, I, I thought for what the games were, I thought Boz did a really good job. Again, my thing that I would go back to them with is like, for the future of the sport and the growth of the sport and where it wants to go. I think everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. The last couple of years have been a little bit chaotic, but I, I, I do believe that CrossFit has some great leadership right now. Mm -hmm. And where, wh where do the CrossFit games fall into play on that? And, and what's the future of it? Because, you know, going from this type of season to this type of season to this type of season from this, it just, it's been a lot as a, mm -hmm. as a, as a follower of it. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that now things are kind of settling down. Yeah, well said. I, yeah, I, I, that to be honest, that's probably one of my only things I didn't like was the, the, the double crops. Overall, as a as a whole event, it, it was probably up there with one of my favorite my favorite uh, my favorite CrossFit event or CrossFit Games. I thought it was I thought it was amazing. I love all the different kind of dynamics he was doing. How do you think you would? I feel like this type, like I was saying earlier about like how they're testing like a, a CrossFit athlete to like an overall fit person. I think like a games like this would have been like right up your freaking alley, dude. How oh do you, man, how do you how think? I, mean, I would have enjoyed a lot of this. I mean, it's, it's tough to, you know, kind of, I, I look at some of the events, I'm like, wow, I would have loved to have had that sandbag clean or like, mm -hmm. even like the, the, um, the capital would have been a lot of fun. Uh, um, yeah. These guys, you know, they're, they're just at such a high level right now. They're training so hard and mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely inspired and motivated right now to kind of get back into CrossFit type shape. You know, I'm in, I'm in pretty good jujitsu shapes. I'm, I'm, yeah. cause I'm competing next week. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I'm going to completely pivot my training to get ready for the Rogue Invitational coming up uh, at the end of October. Nice. That's awesome, dude. I just saw, I think you just posted today, right? About going. Yeah. Going that. Yeah. Yeah, That's dude. yeah. Yeah, man. We're, we're, uh, yeah, you know, you know, the, the, the training goals and stuff goes in ebbs and flows. And I think right now, here I am. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. here, here, you know, here I am like years into this thing. Right. And I'm, I'm still fired up to get after it. And, and, and that's nice. You know, I haven't always felt that way. You know, we've gone in ebbs and flows from, you know, my daughter getting sick to this and that, but I'm at a good place right now where I want to, I want to go get after it. You know, that's awesome. Dude. Yeah. I love, I love that they host that event kind of like the, uh, shit, what's it called? Like the, uh, <laughs> not masters, the but the legends, yeah. the legends. Yeah. Yeah. Badass, dude. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to turn the flight back on. Hey, I'm saying. Okay. Um, good, dude. Yeah, I'm badass, right? I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's super. It's super fun. Uh, I love. I mean, those are like all you guys are out there. I'm like, this is like this is exactly when I first started following the sport. So I, I love. I love watching that event. Yeah, I don't know when they're gonna. Um, I don't know when they're going. What type of events they're gonna do? Or mm -hmm. all I know is I got an email and it just said, "Hey, we're gonna let you know what the events are in advance, and mm -hmm. it's gonna be three to four exhibition matches." So I don't know if it's gonna be individual. I don't know if mm -hmm. it's gonna be team. But mm -hmm. whatever, it's all good. Rock. Uh, no, I'll tell you what I'm not cool with. There was like no points thing last year. What the F? So, so last cool, year, Jay. Not cool. I think, I think uh, and I could be wrong, but I think it'll be different this year because okay. so the first year, in my opinion, it was a little bit too competitive. And mm. um, uh, I, I so? say that. How so? How so? Well, I say that as like, so I won the Legends competition in 2019, and uh -huh. I still think it was too competitive. Meaning, meaning like, uh, the the heart of the heart of the event was more to like showcase, and yeah. so I think that they kind of like pivoted from being like, oh, someone's on the podium getting an award or whatever, to hey, let's go ahead and just keep it low key, keep it fun, keep it team. Mm -hmm. I think that this year it's going to be like a blend of the two. That's just my okay. assumption going to be okay. not like over here is like a do these guys are going individual hardcore and not like ah there's no points it's just kind of for fun i think it's gonna be somewhere yeah. right in the middle okay yeah i'm hoping 
I'm open for some type of point system because I want to see who the winner is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You <laughs> Go ahead. I just even if it was teams, like just having points. Oh, teams. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, it was like I said, it was it, obviously it was super, super cool just to see like all you know that group working out. Um, do you have any desire to, to like uh, coach like an athlete, like a NC Fit athlete, kind of like a HWPO athlete, something like that? Do you have any any desire? And do you think you'd be good at it? I I I I do think I'd be good at it because yep. I have a lot of background. Um. I have uh, extensive background, not only competing, but also owning and operating and coaching gyms for now 15 mm -hmm. years. So I do think I'd be good at it. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, if someone wanted to come by our gym and I thought they had a lot of potential, I would, I would work with them. Like, I mean, I'll put it out there right now. If anybody wants to come out to the Bay Area, California and train with me, I'm going to be mm -hmm. training hard to get ready for the Rogue Invitational and then I'll probably just keep training hard. Um, so yes, I'd be completely open to that. I just have to find the right person who's ready for that. Any, um, is there any, any, like if you're building like a fantasy football team, is there any athletes that you see right now where you're like, yeah, I can, I see where this person's at. If they come train with the old Kalipa, they're going to be podium. No doubt. Oh man. I think that, <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know a lot of the new younger guys as much. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. But like, obviously I'm like a Cole Sager and Noah Olson fan yeah. because I've just known oh, them for, for a long sure. time. Yep, Obviously, yep. the Panchecks have a lot of background. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's there's quite a few people that have great opportunities. I think if I was to coach someone, I'd probably coach a male to start with. Um, it's nothing against females. I just think I could probably relate to the competition better yeah, that way. Makes sense. Um, makes sense. So I'd probably start there, and I'd probably start with someone who has a similar build and mindset to what I was going through. So I can start shaping some of the things that I learned here, even after competing some of the things I learned because, you know, the funny thing about it is, and I'm sure you've seen this, Josh is like, I was surrounded by some of the fittest people in the world. Um, but it, but it was always about who could go out there and perform on the floor when they needed to. It wasn't about mm -hmm. how well they could perform in the gym or in the garage. And that's why these people that perform digitally, when they get put in front of an audience and put in front of a judge, it just changes things. And so I think you have to learn how to control that. And I think someone who's been there many times can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I love, I love to see that as a fan, like kind of see like the, you know, like the past kind of generation caliber athletes kind of, you know, breed in like these new, these new ones. Like, cause you guys, yeah, you guys have the experience, all that stuff is would be so beneficial to like new and upcoming athletes. I feel like that's like a, that's like a no brainer. Uh, when's the last time you, uh, you PR'd something like a bench press or a squat or a, <laughs> when's the last time I PR'd <laughs> have you done no, like a I'll... weird, have you, like a L sit rope climb or something for time? Yeah. I, uh, I did a, uh, like, I don't, yeah, exactly. The, the, the challenge for me is like, you're just trying to hang on. So like, because I reached like, let's just say these pretty big numbers at, so here I am, I'm 36. I probably hit my top numbers in like 2015, 2014. So what, seven years ago? Um, I'm not that far off from those numbers, believe it or not, in, in many hey. areas, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not above them. So one of my goals, I just hit uh, two days ago, I hit a two, um, this is not nothing like, it's not like a huge number. Yeah, but yeah sure, a, it's not. No, I hit a 275 clean pretty, pretty, pretty easy, right? And I hit um, 315 a couple of months ago. My goal okay. is after, so I started back at 275, and my goal is to add 50 pounds to that over the next uh, like two to three months. Now, granted, that was not like my one RM, like crazy one RM. That was just like a yeah. strong, good lift at 275. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 325, that's the goal. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's a kick ass. That's a kick ass way. I think that's a small, I think my most ever is like 265. So, yeah, I feel you, buddy. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, you know, I, you know, my focus went from like PR and things to kind of more yeah. like threes, fives. You know, we have a kind of a saying here at NC Fit that I'm really, really leaning into more, especially with you with two kids, is like, I want to help people and myself live freely and fully. And what that means to me is like, to live free means like fitness never inhibits the things I want or need to do. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm doing threes, if I'm doing fives, I'm probably getting plenty strong to be able to go accomplish most daily tasks. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing, but now I'm pivoting to the sport of CrossFit again. So it's just going to be a mindset shift to go towards those one RMs. 
I gotcha. I, I, I've been asking most people I've been coming on this same question because I'm so fascinated to hear people's answers. It's sure. um, if you, how do you feel about training like a 10, like a, as like a, like a CrossFit games athlete style, like super intense for a long period of time. Do you think like that's a, that's a good approach. And what I'm trying to say is like, if you're doing that for like 10 years or something, do you think that's going to pay a toll on your body when you're like 60 or 70? Cause I feel like a lot, you know, when I see like uh, Marcus Philly and stuff, they, you know, they incorporate it, but then they also dial it back a little bit and they kind of do like more of like, you know, a little, like little bodybuilding stuff or they, you know, they kind of, it's not just uh, I'm going to hit like, you know, like train, like how you would like as a, as a, the games athlete, like that caliber where you're just like, beating yourself up day after day after day how do you think that's going to play out like when we have data like 30 years from now of like crossfit athletes and stuff well let's let's take me for example i was introduced to crossfit in 2006 mm -hmm. so i was um on a what i was like i was like 21 years old i think i won the crossfit games at like i know i was like 20 i won the crossfit games pretty early um mm -hmm. so i've now been doing crossfit style training for 16 years, 20 years, right? 20 years, actually, if I got introduced in 06. Yeah. And I would say, because I competed professionally for about 10, and I try to take care of myself, but I reduced down the volume now. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's a great question you're asking. I think it's going to be dependent on the individual and how aware they are of their body and how much mm -hmm. recovery they're doing. I think a bigger question would be like, is it necessary? Meaning yeah. like right now, am I training like a CrossFit Games athlete? No, I'm not training mm -hmm. three times a day. What I'm currently doing today is every morning I'm in the garage with my kids at 6 a.m. I do a 10 minute just bike. They do a workout. I sometimes go 20 minutes. Then later on the day, I take a class here at NC Fit. And then I normally add in jujitsu two to three days a week on top of that. So to a lot of people, that's, that's still a significant amount of, of volume. Yeah. But compared mm -hmm. to a CrossFit Games athlete, it's minuscule compared to what they're doing. So the answer I would say is everybody's going to be a little bit different. I still love to throttle it. I just mm -hmm. don't throttle it in the gym every day, every workout. Mm -hmm. And do you overall, you feel pretty good, like as far as like no aches and pains, like you're, you wake up most days feeling pretty solid? Right now, I feel pretty good. And yeah. I think it's a contribution of, you know, if I had to say, it's been a contribution of the cold plunge, the sauna. Oh, I was gonna ask you about that. Okay, I was, I was yeah. gonna ask you and that, okay. I'd say on top of everything, it's probably been reducing the amount of volume on heavy loading and making sure that I'm working different ranges of motion when I'm in jujitsu. So I guess the combination of things, it's that when I was really training for the CrossFit Games, I was doing a lot of heavy loading, wasn't recovering as well putting in a shit ton of volume. I wonder if I back that off 20%, if I actually mm -hmm. would have still performed better. And then when I get on the mat, I spend a lot of time warming up, doing things like, you know, just doing a lot of warm up drills that open my hips and open my back in a way that I never did in CrossFit. And in hindsight, I wish I had done more of that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned that your, uh, your kiddos are getting involved in the exercising. Is that like a, uh, is that what they want to do? Or is it more like pops is like, Hey guys, this is going to be a uh, good for you. If you come out here and, uh, you know, get a little sweat on, or is it like, no, I want, I want to be like dad. Cause dad has got, like I said, he's got 39 inch biceps. Um, I'd say it's a little bit of everything. So, okay. you know, I started exposing the kids to the gym at a really young age and that's mm -hmm. in the garage, in our gyms. Um, and, you know, basically the rule that my wife and I have is that you have to sweat once a day. And in California, I'm not talking about like Texas heat where you like walk outside and you're sweating. I mean, look, it's not, it's not freezing in California, but what, what I'm saying is like sweat because your heart rate was elevated, not because right. it's human. Um, <laughs> gotcha. And you could pick the item, right? You could go jump on the trampoline. You could go, you could go do a workout, whatever you want to do, right? I never wanted to force my children because I want them to find a healthy relationship with movement. And mm. and so it took a while. I mean, this took yeah. a while. Yeah. I was just gonna say, was there like initially, there's some pushback, like, no dad, like Xbox is too badass. I'm not going outside. Yeah, I mean, our kids, they didn't, they weren't brought up with, like, we don't have any, we have no- um, good. Uh, good for you. Yep. Like that, that stuff, right? We yep. do have mm -hmm. iPads, kids even use it for school, but mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of creating boundaries and balance there. Um, but like I said, my whole goal since day one, and we have not done this perfect and there's always ways we could have improved is to have a healthy relationship with food and to have a healthy relationship with exercise that among in everything else has always been our goal. 
Because even if our kids are motivated or inspired for a month, a year, whatever, I want them to be doing this for the rest of their life. It's a, it's a key component to like all kinds of stuff. So we started off really mellow and then, you know, and then we kind of just meet them where they're at, where they're at right now is both kids. I cap their workouts at about 15 minutes every day. Um, mm -hmm. with the exception of, we call it self-defense Sunday. And on self-defense Sunday, I work with them for probably like an hour or two specifically on, on self-defense, which takes a little bit longer. So yeah, like yeah, for yeah. this morning, I had Ava do 10 calorie row, 10 push press with like a 20 pound barbell for five rounds. That's what she did. Took her mm -hmm. nine minutes and 52 seconds. I was riding the bike, move on. She then nice. hits the cold plunge. Um, but every oh, day. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. We, we cap our workouts at 15 minutes always. <laughs> Um, just because, and if the kids want to do more, like sometimes I let them, but most of the time I'm like, no, we're good because yeah. I just want it to be a habit that they instill for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you ever, uh, do you ever have the urge to be like, all right, I'm just gonna, let's see what these kids are made out of. We're going to do double Fran at like 135. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll, I work out with them a lot too. Um, yeah. and like, we'll do like partner workouts, but uh, like I said, it's just really important for me to instill those positive habits and you know and, and and something else too right is if you're a parent out there and your children aren't exercising on a regular basis like i'm not trying to like go out there and like go scream from the hilltops like you have to do this tomorrow but you should seriously consider all the benefits to this like our children are also encouraged to go play team sports i think above all else that's really important so team sports but in the garage or in the gym is so important even if you just get a set of dumbbells because it really helps them in between the ears i see the like the um the like they'll get uh, there'll be an opportunity for adversity and they'll have to overcome that and i think that's really important and fitness is a great way to develop it um yeah so they're so right now they're they you don't have to really really twist their arm anymore they're like i'm i want to this is something they like doing that's awesome man that's like i hope i get yeah I, I think i think because they finally realize like number one like nothing's gonna change we will have to sweat once a day so like keep fighting it all you want, but eventually like, this is just the way it is. It's, it's a way of life forever. Um, mm -hmm. and then they're also now seeing all the benefits of it, like yeah. physically. Emotionally. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so because like, especially my daughter, she's gone through like a nice, like growth spurt and she's feeling really good about herself. So mm -hmm. by her going to the garage and working out and then cold plunging, she feels really good going to school that day. She knows that it makes her feel better. So, you know, she doesn't want to miss it because she's starting to understand the same benefits that you and I That's see. Really cool. yeah. It just took, it just took a while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think meeting the kids where they're at is key. Like if your kids like, no, and you're like dragging them in there, it's not the way to do it. Like just, just start low key. Like, Hey, can we go for a 10 minute walk or Hey, you know, but like you got to just kind of pump the brakes a little bit because mm -hmm. you don't want them to scarred. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I need, I think I need to schedule another uh, podcast with you so you can teach me how to, uh, be a good father and parent. Oh, <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, five, they're going to be five and two. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're not a good father, but like you you figured out a way to like make them do stuff. I can't make them do anything, Jason. I don't know how to make them do a damn thing. Yeah, look, I, I, you know, every kid is going to be different. Um, it hasn't been always easy for us, mm -hmm. but um, just kind of coming to it with a place of like care and like meeting them where they're at, I think is step number one. Like, Hey, let's just go do this. Or you want to go do this and giving them options in the beginning was good. Now it's just kind of like, there's just part. Yeah. Before. That's awesome. I like how you're saying too earlier, how they're, they're a good age now where like, I'm sure like traveling and stuff's a little more fun. Like it's good for like, you know, cause I, I have that battle with my wife sometimes. Like she always like, they're a little too young. Like, why are we going to do these big trips? Because well, not only is it like hard on the, on, on mom and dad, but like, they're not really going to remember it, you know, cause they're too little, but I'm always like, Oh, we should still do it. Cause I don't want to like not do stuff, but um how about for you when, when they were really little like that did you guys do much traveling yeah, do yeah we did. Yeah. And, and then so basically ashley and i we had like this philosophy and it, you know it's evolved over the years but our philosophy was like hey we're gonna treat our children and with all take this with a grain of salt we're gonna treat our we're gonna tr treat our children like we're gonna feed them like they're an adult we're gonna talk to them like they're an adult and we're gonna travel like they're an adult within mm -hmm. reason like, we're not gonna go talk to them about you know uh, we're not gonna have them watch a rated R movie when they're three years old. Like, like what I'm trying to say is like, we, we just trying to involve them in our daily lives as if they were just like another, like they were just, a, a, they were involved in our life and we didn't change things. Meaning like we would take them with us. They would still eat all the same foods that we ate. 
So mm-hmm. now they like different flavors and different things. Instead of saying, oh, we're just going to give them mac and cheese, we went the other route. And obviously, you know, it's never perfect and there's a lot to find there. But um, in regards to travel, you know, for us, um, I was traveling all over the world for a long time before Ava got sick. And we opened up locations all over <coughs> Asia. We still have locations in Asia now. And so I would be traveling to Asia a lot. And so the family would travel to different places with me, whether I was in New Zealand competing or London or wherever. And then um, when Ava got sick, we stopped traveling for probably about a year. And then we traveled just within the U.S. to very specific mm-hmm. sites where we were within, mm-hmm. um, like when we were within like 15 minutes of a really good hospital. Um, and then and then it started picking back up again. But we don't travel as much as we used to anymore. Yeah, that's the... Uh... That's my like one of our top struggles with there is like we can't get the kids to like get the vegetables and the fruits in their tummy, dude. They just want like uh, give me burger, give me pizza. That's all I want. And then like the five year old, she's like, I don't care, Dad, what you're saying. I'm not eating, <laughs> so she like just won't eat. I'm like, yeah. dang. So that's like brutal. So it's again, it's brutal, right? And I don't have a great is. solution because I also maybe we got lucky or maybe we just I don't know what. But like I remember I, I was reading this book one time and it was like how to get your kid to sleep through the night within like a week. And I went to my mom and I was like, hey, I read this book. It was really insightful. I'm going to get Ava to sleep through the night a week. She just looks at me. She's like, that's real nice, Jay. Like, yeah, you know, like, like basically, like, you know, you can read in a book or someone can tell you something, but every kid's different and you just For do sure. the best you can, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, dude, just like our two kids are like, they're almost night and day different sometimes. I'm like, are you, are you guys from the same parents? Like, what the right. hell is going on here? Dude, that same thing, right? It's, it's so, funny. It's bizarre. Yeah. So I, what I'm saying is I have a favorite. Um, <laughs> um, did, when's the last time you did a backflip because well i'll tell you right now one of my favorite old school videos is carl Pale oh, no, yeah dude that was freaking i love that video for some reason that's such a badass video. oh yeah. man do you still backflip can you backflip? Not, not like on the ground or in water <laughs> in, um, on the ground <laughs> no i haven't done a backflip on the ground for a while um but i have i, I have done um i have done like you know, off like a diving board or whatever, like a cliff, no problem. Like a gainer backward or a forward. Um, but in the gym, I haven't just like, maybe I need to go do a, another video with Carl. Maybe, we'll, maybe we should do that again. Like take two, you know? That that would be some amazing content. I love that guy, dude. I feel like I've never really, I've never met him, met him. I've only talked to him like a couple times to like DM stuff, but he seems like a, he seems like a very solid, good dude, man. I, I, I like his stuff. I always like his content that he puts out too. Yeah, nice guy. I think so. I live in Fresno, and I think he lives here now too. I think I know he came here a lot for stuff. I don't know if he's actually living here, living here, but oh, does he live in? I don't know. I, I mean, he was in San Francisco. <sighs> yeah, I know. I think I don't know if like he lives here or like his wife's family's from here or something like that. But I know he's in Fresno a lot, like doing stuff, and I'm always like. Hey, dude, if you ever want to like uh, do something, you never just like, can you ever, <laughs> can you ever, oh, can you ever like, go with them? Yeah. Right, um, yeah, dude. Yeah. Good times. Right, buddy. Um, yeah. Pete asked, uh, Pete Grace was asking about when you, when you came, kind of came away from the CrossFit brand, you think that opened up more opportunities? Was that a, was that a definitely a big pro for you? I guess pr- pros and cons, if you don't, if you don't mind elaborating on that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. When we rebranded from NorCal CrossFit to NC Fit, we were still a CrossFit affiliate. Mm-hmm. We just rebranded and we rebranded at the time. There was a lot of reasons, but there was, there was, you know, I was really deep into CrossFit. I mean, I was teaching seminars and, and just as deep as you can get. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that like, you know, we wanted to kind of be in control of our own destiny. There was some things that came up where we were attached and we couldn't, we couldn't, you know, we were, we were, I don't want to use the word, we were attached to the CrossFit mark and it was something that we had no control over. And that was tough. That was tough to be attached to something that we had no control over. And I think anybody who owns a business can recognize that struggle, right? There's also mm-hmm. a lot of pros to it because it built brand, you know, uh, awareness and there was so many benefits to it. When we, when we decided to um, de-affiliate like a couple of years ago, I think there was some lessons there for sure some things that looking back on it, um, I think that at the time was just a really pressure filled time. Um, a lot of lessons learned there for sure. And I think that where I'm at now currently with CrossFit is I think it's, I think it's about to be on like a hockey stick growth. That's, that's what Mm -hmm. I believe. And what I mean by that is I feel very, um, I feel strongly that with the new leadership, 
and with the way the structure is of having a um, board of directors, I think that there's going to be some good clarity and that you're going to see some great growth of the program in the next, you know, five, 10 years. That's my opinion. And I think that when we first originally kind of created our own brand, it, it came with a lot of, it, it was, it did open doors, but at the same time, it was difficult on our team. And if I can go back mm. then, I would have done yeah. things differently because we didn't clearly identify who we were. We just mm. said we weren't this. And so that was a big lesson learned. Um, so I think over the last 10 years, we've learned a lot, but I think we're at a good place now. And especially with our relationship with CrossFit, I think it's going to get really, I think I'm excited for my relationship with CrossFit here in the near future. That's cool. I'm actually, that makes me excited to hear you say that too, because that, that, that's all as a fan, that's always been kind of my hope about CrossFit is that they would evolve into more of like a, like an actual sport, you know, like a kind of like a respected good sport where there's like professional athletes and there's like professional set of rules and things are all dialed in. There's like consistency and everything and everything, you know, it's just, just taken a little bit more serious and it's more of a, viewed more of like an actual sport. I would, I would, I would love that if, you know, CrossFit could evolve to something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I feel, and this is just my opinion. I feel like out of all the years I've been involved with CrossFit and I was involved from 06. I mean, I've, I've, I've been around the sport my entire, since I was so young, I feel like right now, the leadership team and the way the business is structured is most poised for growth in a in a in a way that's um, sustainable. If that makes sense, yeah, Meaning, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, when Greg owned CrossFit, it's fine, and he yeah. did amazing things. He he transformed the way people look at fitness forever. He mm -hmm. is single handedly the guy that got kettlebells into. Uh, you know, um, hotel gyms. There's no doubt. You, you can't debate that. Yeah. But CrossFit's very unique. It's a brand. Mm -hmm. It's a business. It's a methodology. It's a sport. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you could be aligned on the methodology. You could be aligned on the sport. But if you don't align necessarily on where the brand is going or maybe mm -hmm. with the leadership, it makes it really tough um, because of the license structure. So I think now they've kind of put all those pieces together. Well, I think the leadership team, the ownership structure, and everything is positioned well. That's awesome. Has anyone from uh, like CrossFit HQ ever reached out to you for like, I don't know, guidance or advice on on anything? Yeah, I, I mean, I talk to them regularly. Oh, I mean, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the new CEO and I, we talk very often. It's oh, um, a good. It's a good. I, I think the it, there's there's going to be some. I, I think there's some good potential there. I really do. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting to hear, man. That's like a. I love to hear that. Love to hear that instead of the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, I've been reflecting on a lot, Josh. Like this is like I'm um, like whole, like personally, mm -hmm. is that there was a time in my life where you know I would have gotten a CrossFit tattoo and and <laughs> I was as deep in the game as you can get. And yeah, and now I feel a resurgence of like this emotion where I'm so deeply tied to the to the to the community through my experiences and whatever yeah. mm -hmm. that. I, I want to participate in in I want to participate in changing any stigmas around mm -hmm. the CrossFit thing. I, I want to help. And what that looks like, I don't quite know yet, but I, I want to be a part of the solution and not add to the problem. It's something that I'm really been thinking about a lot lately. That's awesome, Jay. That's that's seriously cool. Like I love that's that's I feel like I mean I know I know I don't know you super well, but I feel like that's right on brand with what I do know about you. Like you're you're, you're one of the good dudes, man. I can tell that's, oh. that's cool. Yeah, and that's cool that you're wanting to do that. And like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear like HQ reaches out to you because I think people like you are only going to accelerate that process of, of bringing that sport up and making it you know, better and put it in a better place. And just, I think where the community wants it to be guidance from like you and other people would be like, that's like, that's perfect. That's exactly what, what yeah, I think it's going to be one thing. They need to figure out what they're going to do with the sport. But I think even yeah. bigger than that, it's, brand image and uh, affiliate consistency. Those are, those are going to be two things that if I was, you know, I, and I do think leadership is addressing very, like you already are seeing a lot of signs of it. Like you, you've seen a lot of, of growth there. Like even yeah. with this, they're putting out in terms of like marketing campaigns for gyms. And it's a lot of stuff that, you know, I had spoken about with Greg years ago and it just, it wasn't the right time. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's, it's, it's the right time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I did see that they're going to have, do you know any more about that? Like, I know they're, they're going to kind of give them like a little package to, or something like that, like a package to the, to the uh, affiliates. Do you know, yeah. 
you know what kind of like that what's consistent of that or you know what's in I the mean, package the, the, the idea is like crossfit hq i think needs to try and provide more consistency it's not to say you want to have a franchise and tell people yeah. exactly to run their business but you need to you need to create a little bit of guardrails so if someone walks into one crossfit gym it's not like literally night and day to somewhere else and people mm -hmm. might disagree with me on that but i think that's important it, it needs mm -hmm. to be at least within a certain parameter it doesn't have to be identical mm -hmm. and i think that things like this help towards that right where you're giving them email templates to send out to new members you're you're you know sharing best practices of of the way that gyms have grown et cetera et cetera et cetera mm -hmm. and i think those are going to be helpful things for for to provide that consistency in the future mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting because there is there's a wide range of <laughs> crossfit gyms and experiences too as far as like just from like how the gym is set up the the the, the equipment that's part of there and then even like the coaching like it's i think that's why there's a lot of people that do jump around because it, it is so different depending on where you're at and where you're going. It's like, even just here in, in Fresno, like I think I've gone to four or five different CrossFit gyms here. It's a completely, it's, I mean, for the most part, it is like a completely different experience every time I go into, even from, from the members to the coaching to like how it, like the vibe of it, like it's just different. So yeah, again, I guess that's another pro and cons debate of like, if you want to franchise a little bit more and kind of have a similar feel like that, I could, I could definitely see the upside to doing something like that for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think we should probably take the term and I know that's not what you're alluding to take this yeah. idea of franchise and kind of throw it out the window because that, that would basically mean that every gym is going to be identical. Whereas yeah. the license model basically gave you the freedom to go do whatever you want. And Greg was always about this idea that the cream will rise to the top. He was mm -hmm. very kind of, um, liberal, not liberal. He was very like open in his mindset of that. And I, I think that although that carries some value, it also leads to some inconsistencies like what you're talking about. And so I think just creating some basic framework for best practices, I think is where HQ will go. I mean, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, and I yeah. think it will be really good for the community overall because it'll help with the brand image. It'll help with the consistency piece, but yet it'll still allow the affiliate owner to kind of go out there and do things their way, but just a little bit more in, in one direction versus kind of like, you know, maybe one gym, like for example, uh, at NC Fit, we have the NC Fit Collective, which are session plans and programming for gym owners. And we started that because at the time we had like 20 locations and we couldn't figure out how to provide a consistent product across those. And so we created the NC Fit Collective so that our coaches can utilize the same plans to perform the same workout with daily videos. And now a lot of gyms use that around the world, but that's an example of something that CrossFit's done even with CAP or that we've done to try and provide some level of consistency within our organization to mm -hmm. class offering. That's cool. I, I dig that. Um, do you have Do you have any desire to do a type of CrossFit celebrity boxing? Boxing? Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, I like, never say never. I mean, yeah. if, it was, if it was CrossFit celebrity jujitsu, that's a different case. That's what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah. I, I do think Chandler Smith is he's he's probably the most um known crossfitter who also has a wrestling background and okay. background. so oh, yeah he'd be he'd be he'd be tough um pa yeah pay-per-view that pay-per-view that sucker i guarantee if it was jason kalipa versus chandler smith and a jiu-jitsu thing every crossfitter their mom would buy that damn thing i guarantee oh. it dude yeah i mean I I, who knows what will happen in the future but i'd yeah. be open to I'd be open to learning new skill and exploring that. Like, yeah. like for example, if it was a boxing tournament, like you'd mm -hmm. have to find someone who's like newer to boxing. You can't find someone who's like, <laughs> like, you know, I have a background a little bit in Muay Thai, but like, that's a lot different than, uh, than, than, uh, boxing. Would you, would you box Jake Paul? Jake Paul? No. Yeah. Right? You know, He's Jake the, Paul the is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. isn't he like a professional boxer? I mean, kinda. Not really. Let's, uh, I mean, you're being too nice to him. <laughs> I think you're being too nice. To him. I think he's got some exhibition fights. I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking to S, but I'm, I know he could probably whoop my, whoop my hiney in the boxing ring. But yeah, I think he's like, he's like exhibition status, kind of like media. I think it was got like four fights or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is like, not, not a people, not a lot of people like him and they would love to see you drop that guy. Oh, I don't know. Hey, look, if, if opportunities present themselves to blend, you know, the CrossFit world of combat sports, I'm all about it. Um, but I think it would carry over better, probably the grappling world. Um, I think oh, boxing yeah. is great. I think MMA is great. But uh, how about know. like a slapping, like the slapping competition? 
Oh, the one where like you can't uh, like the one, not the one with the like the one we can't move or whatever it is. Yeah, the guy just sits there like this. Yeah, and you just yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. a little da -da, so boom. I, I don't know. Maybe that'll be another event at the CrossFit Games. It'll be maybe that'll be the exhibition. It'll be just a slapping match. Everybody would love that, dude. Can you imagine like Kalipa versus Castro and the slappy thing? Holy shit! Oh my gosh! Oh that my god, dude! Lose their effing mind. Lose their mind, dude. Um. All right, Jay, this is like perfect time to, I, I appreciate you always like uh, hopping on and like, even time I reach out to you, DM, you're always super cool, dude. You always get back to me super fast. I remember like a while back, I was asking about your, uh, as many reps as possible books and you were like sending me the links and like, I was just like the questions I was asking you, I probably could have Googled it, but you took the time to respond and I always appreciate about that. You did. Oh, good, good dude. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. All good. <laughs> That's a good dude. Uh, is there anything I know? Uh, and, and NC Fit, the app's amazing. Uh, like I said, as many as many reps as possible. Book highly recommended. By the way, I love it. There's there's actually some takeaways I took of that book. Uh, it's really good. And uh, the the Audible read by Jason Kleep is freaking rad. Uh, oh. is there, <laughs> I do not like it. Dude, did hell of a job, sir. Hell of a job. Um, any other kind of like upcoming things that that uh, you kind of want to let anybody know about, or that's you can well, do any seminars. Yeah, we have a new Oli cycle starting on the NC Fit app uh, starting September 5th. So that's exciting because um, I'm going to be doing that, getting ready for the Rogue Invitational. Um, so that's good. Um, aside from that, yeah, if you're a gym owner uh, and you're kind of spending a lot of time writing session plans or programming, you know, use the ones that we use in our gym every single day. So the NC Fit Collective, I think it's a great product. The NC Fit app, I think is awesome, especially for people who want to join a Metcon cycle starting September 5th. And um, that's all I got, man. Just awesome, uh, great awesome buddy and if there's points at the rogue i hope you uh, hope you dominate that son of a gun oh well, yeah you and me both <laughs> all right buddy thanks dude Thank you. <laughs>